what's going on guys this is the edge dfs this is the quick slant 15 minutes or less breaking down the showdown slate for ravens versus steelers this is for thanksgiving uh Typically, we do an hour-plus-long show, really zooming in and looking at the showdown, looking at all the players, breaking everything down. If you guys are interested in checking that out, it's very valuable. I'll link it in the bio. I'll send it on the end card. But for now, if you don't have the time, check out this 15-minute breakdown. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite plays. We're leaving our fate of the night and our uh, captain choice, our crown their ass choice on the, the main video. So go check that out if you can. Before you forget, like, subscribe. And let's get into it, Ellie. Uh, we're doing Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Anything to uh, that jumps out to you about this matchup, just from the football side of things, and then we'll get into like a fantasy side. Uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited for this game. I think um, I think we're going to have the opportunity to see some really good defenses play against each other. Uh, I think the ownership is coming in pretty heavily on uh, Pittsburgh right now, given just the the Vegas line and uh, kind of the win odds. Yeah. Um, and given the low total, I think it's going to offer some interesting con- uh, roster construction. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be uh, plenty of ways to get different here, and we'll get into that shortly. But um, I'm, I'm excited for this game, man. It's going to be competitive, and... Everything's fairly decently priced on the slate. There's there's some value, and then there's some, uh, you know, that you got your high end players, but you're not you're not just spending out the ass like you would on a normal slate. Yeah. So, uh, or on one of the other slates. So I'm I'm excited for it, man. It's gonna be fun. So Baltimore is the underdog here. They're going on the road to Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if there's gonna be fans in the stands or not. Probably a couple thousand potentially. We'll see. Something to look into. I don't think it's a huge advantage, but they're in Pittsburgh. The weather might be a little bit wet. Uh, it's going to be a little cold, a little wet. Not a huge deal when it comes to th- this style of play. These teams are typically going to lean towards running the ball. Sort of a, you know, a, this is the AFC division matchup, so these guys are hard-nosed. It's a big rivalry. Pittsburgh is minus 215 on the money line, and they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And the over-under is 45, which is interesting because it's a little bit lower than we're typically used to seeing in 2020. Uh, Pittsburgh has been lighting it up. They're 10-0. and They beat Baltimore in week eight, I believe it was, or maybe it was week week five. Let's see. It was week, yeah, it was week eight. They, uh, Baltimore won, or Baltimore lost that game. It was a 28-24. to So this is a, you know, this is game two of this matchup. Ellie, talk to me about anything that's jumping out to you from the football side of things here, where are you leaning on this game and how should we approach roster construction considering Pittsburgh's probably going to be a lot higher owned? Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting, uh, an interesting slate to start rolling out um, two, four builds um, or four, two stacks. Uh, and when we, when we indicate the, uh, the number, right, that's the four represents who's in captain. So yeah. the first number is uh, whoever's uh, representing the captain spot. Yeah. So when we look at uh, four or two, I think you can stack four Ravens against uh, two of uh, the, the Steelers players and, and be fine and vice versa because yeah. of the ownership here being spread out and the line being close. I think we're going to run into a lot of three, three stacks. Um, and it, look, if last night taught us anything, if the, the Saints game taught us anything, I think it's important to, to not get so caught up in, uh, you know, the underdog and uh, uh, the favorite and build what you think is possible. And I think this is an interesting game script, uh, a type of game to build for. You can, 
with with the value you can kind of just build out however you want so i'll be primarily looking at four two stacks um or two four and i think i'm going to be leaning a little bit more towards the ravens on thursday night just yeah just because of where the ownership's going to fall yeah absolutely so some injuries to talk about real quick uh obviously jk dobbins and mark ingram they were ruled out uh they're on the COVID list so that opens it up for gus edwards uh you got juju smith schuster from the Steelers side of things uh, he is questionable with the toe, and Vance McDonald is on the COVID list. He's questionable. He may come back. Probably not a huge deal with the Vance McDonald thing, but he's 200 bucks, so he's worth trying. So keep an eye on those things. Um, so, Ellie, uh, when it comes to pricing here, when it comes to quarterbacks, we've got uh, Lamar at 11.2 and Ben at 11 straight up. Those are pretty good prices for two elite quarterbacks, especially considering Lamar Jackson is usually 13,000 plus in the, in the, in the, uh, on a showdown slate. So how, how do you, how do you handle this quarterback position here? I, I think both are in play. Um, again, the, the top end of this spectrum isn't very high and, um, Given the value that we have, I, I really don't understand why DraftKings didn't price up some of these other running backs. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards, they obviously got to, but Justice Hill, they weren't able to. So I, I think uh, not having a guy in the 12 and a half range up yeah. gives you a lot of flexibility on the slate. So I think it's very possible to run both quarterbacks. And given the fact that this is expected to be the defensive matchup, I kind of expect ownership to fall off of these guys a little bit. So yeah. uh, it, it gets it's, it's going to be an interesting slate to build for. I think you're going to be able to get you without doing anything too crazy so um i think i think they're both in play i like them both so keep an eye on lamar he's gonna absorb a lot of those rushing attempts in my opinion with the other two running backs out you got gus edwards who's sort of a closing pitcher type of guy i come in in the fourth quarter run the clock down he's a big dude he's the kind of guy that that typically is the third the third in the pecking order on this team so he's starting now i think a lot of that volume goes to you know, goes to Lamar. He's a great option at that price, in my opinion. So you've got some guys to talk about on, uh, from running backs in this game. You've got James Conner, 9,000. Gus Edwards, 8,200. Gus Edwards is typically priced in around the three or fours. He's really usually very low when it comes to showdown. But because the news came out yesterday, DraftKings released their pricing at the end of the night. They compensated for that, which really sucks. It would have been nice to get this guy at a little bit cheaper. He would have been a nice play, but we're going to figure out the, how to get value in other ways. Justice Hill at two hundred bucks. He is the number. He's the number two running back in this game. Now, he's not probably not going to get as, as many carries, but he's a threat in the passing game. Two hundred bucks for a guy who catches four four catches and possibly can get you a touchdown. That can break the slate at two hundred bucks. Benny Snell Jr. at sixteen hundred. He's backing up James Conner. He's a great option. Um, I, I think those are all great options. Really quick, who's your favorite running back on this slate? <clears throat> Justice Hill. Uh, Justice Hill, two hundred. I don't. I don't know what else to say about him. Yeah, uh, it's just it's not risky. Consider, yeah, consider getting him in into your lineups for sure, uh, and keep an eye on his ownership. So w- let's go over to wide receiver. We've got Deontay Johnson, who's been absolutely crushing it lately. He's at ten thousand. He's priced up quite a bit. Uh, you have Chase Claypool, who is realistically the number one wide receiver on this team. I mean, I guess it, it, right now there's a 1A, 1B, and then sort of a number two. Uh, if I had to to qualify it at this moment, I'd say Deontay Johnson's 1A, Chase Claypool's 1B, and Juju Smith-Schuster at 7,600. He's sort of your, your, your second option. 
Uh, although I think over the course of the season, it's going to prove to be that Deontay Johnson is more of that, that third option. Uh, uh, so when, you, when you're looking at wide receivers from the Steelers, who's your favorite option out of those three guys we just mentioned? Uh, I mean, just because of his price tag right now, it's Juju at 7,600. Uh, I think that gives you a lot of flexibility to build your lineups. But, I mean, all three of these guys have the ability to take the top off of the defense, and they, you know, they, they're going to get a lot of targets. Um, I think you said uh, in, in the main breakdown, you got 40% to Deontay, 40% to Claypool, essentially. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's a lot of volume to be getting to these top two guys and uh, that it reflects in Juju's price tag why 7600 but again he, he can take it to the house whenever so uh, overall I think all three guys are in play I think you're going to need to have a little bit of variation here um, and just keep in mind who's going to be covering uh, each individual player on the secondary uh, for the Baltimore Ravens but I love all three of them Juju is my favorite right now um, but all three are in play for me Juju his price is really nice we, we built a lineup in the in the main show and it was there was some nice builds, ton of good options at that price tag. And he has the upside. He has the ceiling to absolutely go off and break a slate. I personally love Chase Claypool the most out of these guys. He's at 9,600. Uh, he is he's the number one guy in my opinion. I think Deontay Johnson is a great option, but he he's only been trending up the last few weeks. I think it, there might be some mean regression there. I think he'll come come back to earth a little bit. The defenses are getting more tape on him. This is a very good defense. Um, I, I'm more more likely to just not get as much Deontay Johnson. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to Baltimore wide receivers, you got Marquise Brown at fifty two hundred. He's trending way down. You're talking about a guy who, typically speaking, is getting you know in the eight to ten thousand dollar range on showdown slates. You've got Willie Sneed at forty eight hundred, Des Bryant at thirty two hundred. Called up from the practice squad. He had like five targets last week, uh, and. Devin DuVernay, who is a, a dual threat sort of player, he's a dynamic guy. He's only a thousand bucks. In the past, on these slates, we've been really high on DuVernay. He hasn't really worked out for us. I still think we can be high on him and mix him in at that price tag. It really allows you some freedom, and you can spread yourself out with Justice Hill, uh, DuVernay, Benny Snell. Get get those guys spread out across your lineups. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I think all these guys are going to be under. You know, specifically Devin DuVernay will be under ten percent. And that's a great option, in my opinion. So, who's your favorite option on um, for wide receivers for the Ravens? Um, right now, it's between Marquise Brown and Devin DuVernay. Uh, Devin, uh, I'm I'm curious to see it's kind of how his playing time is going to shift if Des Bryant gets a little bit more active. But they're also different wide receivers, so um, I think he might fill in for uh, Snead and then uh, replace Brown in uh, those kinds of situations. So yeah. he he does have the upside. Plus, he returns kicks and punts, so you may you may be able to get one of those touchdowns here or there. Yeah. So he's not a bad play at 1K. Um, but Marquise Brown at 5,200, I understand his performance hasn't been significant um, or, or deserving of a high price tag, but he does have the upside um, and I like him at 5,200. So I, I'll, I'll be taking a couple of throws on so, him. Other than that, Dez is interesting, Yeah, but I, I'm not going to get too crazy here. Yeah. So let's move on to tight ends. We got Mark Andrews at 7,400. Always a great option. One of the, in, one of the top five fantasy tight ends in the league. In my opinion, he has the ceiling. He has the targets. He's the number one, Number one target for Lamar. And you're talking about a guy who's reliable in the red zone. You're talking about a guy who's reliable across the middle. Lamar is 
comfortable throwing to him. We know that. So if anybody can go off in this game, Mark Andrews is one of those guys. If he had two touchdowns, it would not be surprising at all. Then you have Eric Ebron on the other side of things. Ebron's one of the most dynamic uh, tight ends in the league. He's out there to catch balls. There's no doubt about it. That's why they put him out there. He's going to get targeted. He's had a pretty good year this year. He's had about four touchdowns, I think. He's had four touchdowns this season. But, you know, a few years ago, he went off for like 12-plus, I think it was. So he's a dynamic player. Uh, depending on the game script, I think he, him and Mark Andrews in the lineup together is a great option. Uh, so who, who's your favorite here? Are you getting both of these guys? And by the way, Eric Ebron's only $5,600. He's about 2000 less than Mark Andrews. I don't think he deserves it. I think he should be a little bit higher price. So I think taking advantage of Eric Ebron here at that price is a good option. Yeah, I, I look, I'm going to keep it real short and simple. I think both, both tight ends are absolutely in play. Um, Hey, Mark Andrews is obviously Mark Andrews and Eric Ebron can absolutely go off. So I'll have a decent amount of exposure to both. So kickers and defense, how are you handling this? Uh, Boswell at 4,400, Tucker at 4,200. You got the Steelers defense at 5,400, priced up quite a bit, and Ravens defense priced down at 2,400. 15 seconds or less, what are your thoughts on this position? I think we do have to get into into these uh, the kickers and defense more on this slate because I think it's going to be a little bit low scoring, uh, lower scoring game. Yeah, Ravens 2,400 is ridiculous. Uh, I expect a couple sacks and a couple takeaways. Steelers defense, absolutely in play, and then both kickers are going to be in play today. I mean, we're looking at a 45 total, so uh, yeah. I think you can get all four of them. So talk to us a little bit. Send us out here with a little bit of roster construction information. Um, two four builds you were talking about. Uh, fill our viewers in, you know, showdown. Give us a little, a little showdown strategy here. We don't want to dupe. We want to be unique, but we don't want to be stupid. How do we do something like that? Do we do we focus on the captain when we're doing that, or do we focus on the flex when we want to get different? Yeah, so I like to focus on the captain. Um, on a slate like this, you have a pretty clear uh, idea of who's going to end up uh, the overall captain. I expect it to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, so you can get different, save a lot of money by running Juju or somebody, Mark Andrews, somebody back like that, keeping around 5%. Um, with that low ownership there, you don't have to get too crazy at the flex positions. You can maybe throw in one slightly lower on guy than you normally would uh, uh, and really kind of just go chalky from there. So it, it, it definitely depends on what your roster construction uh, looks like and what your game script is for. But um, depending on how low, uh, low owned you go in the captain, you have a little bit more flexibility in those flex spots to be chalky. So that's probably what I'm going to be targeting tomorrow night. And um, depending on how low the own that captain is as well, gives you a little bit more flexibility to run three, three stacks if you think it's going to be a balanced game. So if your captain's coming in under 4%, 3%, you can run a three, three and not be that chalky and probably not really duplicate. So uh, I think I think there's going to be some flexibility um, given all the, uh, the cheap players on the slate. And I think 4-2 and 2-4 is going to be a very fun way to build tomorrow night. All right, guys. Thank you so Thursday. much. Yeah, thank you so much, Ellie. We appreciate it. And thank you for watching, guys. Um, if you want to watch the full breakdown of this, we have a ton more information. We have our all of our picks for the night. We have a lineup build. Uh, we're doing a showdown video for every single showdown on Thanksgiving. We appreciate it, guys. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot.